and um, uh, it's a new, uh, a brand new web address and everything, and so it's coming along pretty good. Brother Mike's been working on that, putting that together, and the web address is alfcmo.com. And you remember that? Abundant Life Family Church, Missouri.com. alfcmo.com. And so you can go on there. You can access all the, the sermon. Uh, our sermon library is on there. You can go to listen to a sermon. And it's linked to the SoundCloud page where all the messages are. And also I put them on our Facebook page as well. And we have CDs available. And so anytime there's a message that you like, or uh, I think that all of them were gone from this morning, so I haven't got a chance to put this morning's on there yet, upload it yet, but I will do that uh, tomorrow probably. But anyway, anyway, uh, go on the website, check it out. They're adding some things to it, and uh, it's looking good. So uh, let, let everybody know about it, okay? And also, I can't take my coat off because I've got this thing hooked to it, and it's wrapped around me and everything. So, uh, <laughs> but, but on the sleeves of these shirts, you can see the website's on one sleeve, and on the other sleeve is I Love Church on the other sleeve. So... They're really nice shirts, really nice shirts. Amen. Okay, open your Bibles tonight with me to the book of Proverbs. I'm going to read a couple of verses of Scripture to you this evening. Proverbs chapter uh, number 17. Proverbs chapter number 17. A familiar verse of Scripture. Everybody knows this verse. Amen. Proverbs chapter 17 and verse 22 says this, a merry heart doeth good like a medicine, but a broken spirit drieth the bones. A merry heart doeth good like a medicine, but a broken spirit drieth the bones. And I want to I minister just to you for a little bit tonight on that thought. A merry heart does good like a medicine. There's a, lot of, there's a lot of medicines out there today. Amen. Every time you watch uh, television, every commercial, every other commercial is advertising some kind of medication. And after you read the 22 pages of side effects that it could have, if you still think you need to take that, you can go ahead and take it. But I'm going to tell you what. There's a medicine tonight that's available to every single child of God that has no side effects or no ill effects whatsoever that will do you more good than any medicine that a doctor can give you or prescribe to you. And it is a cheerful, merry heart. Amen? Proverbs 15 and 13, back a couple of chapters, says, A merry heart makes a cheerful countenance, but by sorrow of the heart the spirit is broken. So from the Word of God and the Scriptures tells us over and over many times uh, that we as believers, as children of God, are to be 
cheerful and happy and joyful. Do you agree with that? That, that is to be the demeanor, the attitude, the life of a believer. We're to be and should be the most, the most happy and cheerful people on the face of the earth. And we've got something to be happy about. I don't believe that it's God's will for you or I tonight to be gloomy or to be despondent, but God wants us to be cheerful. I just quoted the scripture to you earlier uh, from 2 Corinthians 9 and 7 that talks about giving. And the Lord said that, that, that we are to give not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loves a cheerful giver. So even in our giving, our attitude is to be that of, of joy and happiness and cheerfulness. I don't know where we ever came up with the idea that to live a Christian life you were to be stoic or you were to be sad or you were to be despondent or go through life, you know, just, you know, some people have the idea that in order to be humble that humility means to be sad, but that's not the way that it's supposed to be. One of the fruit of the Spirit is joy, isn't that right? The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, and so forth and so on. So joy is a fruit of the Spirit that's produced by the Holy Spirit in our lives. And so the word cheerful has the idea of a, of a well or a healthy mind because it talks about cheerfulness being a medicine. A merry heart being a medicine. And the, the Word of God here is talking about us, when it speaks of us being cheerful, it's speaking about, talking about a mindset or an attitude of, um, that is a healthy attitude to have. Do you, do you see that in there? That to have the attitude of cheerfulness and joyfulness is, it has something to do with your health spiritually and, I believe, physically as well. Um, you know, sadness and discouragement and despondency and those type of things can have an adverse um, uh, effect on your life, spiritually, of course, mentally, of course, but also, I believe, physically as well. And joy, the Bible says that the joy of the Lord is our strength. But, but this scripture, I love this scripture because it talks about how that a heart, a merry heart, a happy heart, a joyful heart is, is some good medicine. And so anyone who doesn't enjoy their Christian life will, will, will not be, you know, they'll just not have the, 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 the strength that they need spiritually and physically. And anybody that's not enjoying living for the Lord, I believe will not have the well, wellness of mind that we need to have. So, and it's been a proven fact. And I, I didn't, I'm not going to go into all this, but I just did, just looked at a few things online this evening, this afternoon when I was sitting there kind of pondering this message. But the lack of cheerfulness can also equal a lack of a certain amount of health for our physical body. It's been a proven fact, medical science has proven that, that a, a cheerful merry heart has an effect on our entire being. That people who have certain diseases, if they can get them to laugh. I was even reading some, one article a while ago, a little bit about a doctor that got a joke book and, and uh, he just was, you know, he was just a happy guy and all of his patients, he would go in there and try to make them laugh. He, he would try to cheer them up. 
because he knows and he knew that it has a positive effect on our life. And that's why the enemy doesn't want us to laugh. And laughter is a good medicine. It's good to be happy and joyful and it's good to laugh um, every single day. Isn't that right? I, I heard a story years ago about, about an old boy that, and I don't remember what he had. He had some kind of ailment, some kind of disease. The doctor had, doctors hadn't given him much hope. And he shut himself in a room, and he got him a bunch of tapes of the Three Stooges. And uh, <laughs> some of y'all are shaking your head. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. On Channel 24 every Saturday night, 5 to 6, the Three Stooges. All right? Amen. <laughs> but he got him some tapes of the Three Stooges, and and some Andy Griffith and all these, you know, everything that would make you laugh. I'm telling you what, I've, I've seen those Andy Griffith episodes. I've seen every one. There's not a one that I haven't seen multiple times. And I know what they're going to say before, I, before they say it, and I'll laugh still yet every single time. But anyway, this guy got all these funny shows, and he began to watch them, and he made himself laugh and actually laughed himself to health. It had a positive effect on his mind on his attitude and had a positive effect on him physically as well so that's I believe the scripture is true when it says that a merry heart does good like a medicine it is a good medicine and it, it won't cost you anything amen and so that's the reason why here at Abundant Life Family Church that we want to create here in this church an atmosphere of cheerfulness and joyfulness. I believe that when we come to church, it should be a time of joy and rejoicing and cheerfulness. And, and not all churches have that. I mean, there are some that are dead and dull and gloomy and sad and, and uh, you know, they're morbid and stoic and quiet and there's no one praising and there's no one rejoicing and they just seems like they can't wait till the service is over. And we talked a little bit about that this morning, about the, the the power at, that, that, that there is in true worship of God and how the Lord wants us to be true worshipers. And, and so that's the reason why here at Abundant Life that we have music and we have singing that uplifts the Lord Jesus Christ. We try our best to, pro to produce or to create an atmosphere that will produce cheer and joy in your heart. Why? Because it's a medicine. You, you, you can come in here down and out and you can leave here feeling better and that's what it's all about. That's what we want. That's what the Lord wants. He wants you to go um, out of this service feeling better than you were when you came in. Amen? I don't want any of that old cold, dead, dry religion. You know, people can have all of that they want, but here at Abundant Life Family Church, we are going to praise the Lord and we're going to worship God and we're going to rejoice and be happy. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Paul said, he told those Philippians, he said, Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. I mean, he had to tell them twice. He, he wanted to make them know for sure that he wanted them to rejoice. Why? Because it's a good medicine for you. It does, it does your body good. Happiness and cheerfulness does the body good. Amen? Praise God. I, I believe that this one verse here in Proverbs contains... The key to cause us uh, to be both spiritually uh, healthy and physically healthy as well. 
I believe that it will be a medicine to us spiritually and physically. You, you can feel bad and go to the doctor, you know, and, and uh, he'll check you out and examine you, and he'll write you a prescription, and, and, and you go home and get that, you know, or take that prescription to the drugstore, and you get that filled. And if you go home and you take that prescription, you just set it up on the shelf and never take it, it's not going to do you any good, especially if it's an antibiotic. Brother Jim is pharmacist. He knows that. If it's an antibiotic, it always tells you, you know, to take until gone. Isn't that right? I, my grandma was a stickler for that because, you know, when, when she, would, she would get an antibiotic for me when I was a kid and get sick. And, and uh, back in those days when, when we were kids and I'd get tonsillitis, the antibiotic, they didn't have pills. They had this old, yucky, slimy, yellow-looking junk that tasted terrible. Are you listening to me? And I, I, I get to taking that and get to feeling better, and I didn't want to take no more, but it had on the bottle, take it until it's gone. Hallelujah. And boy, she was a stickler for following the prescription on that bottle and making me take that until it was gone. But, um, but you got to follow the directions. And so, so the merry heart is a good medicine. And there's one thing about a merry heart. It, like I said a while ago, it doesn't cost you anything. You don't have to worry about having a prescription card to get it. It's free for the taking. There's no unpleasant aftertaste with a merry heart. And there's no harmful side effects. Amen. All it will do for you is make you feel good and make you feel better all the time. It's good like a medicine. It's the best medicine I know that anybody can take. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Merry heart works good like But a broken spirit dries the bones. So we don't want that broken spirit. It affects your body as well. Amen? So a good, spirit-filled, Holy Ghost-filled church service can and will help you with anxiety. It'll help you with stress. It'll help you with worry. It'll help you with your health. Amen. There, you know, that's, that's what we need more than anything else in this world. So if we can add cheerfulness to our lives, we can be healthier. I believe we can live longer. We can add years to our life. Amen. Those two words, marry and cheer, are almost identical words in the Bible. And so that's the way God wants you and I to live our life. He wants us to enjoy life. He wants us to be happy in life. Amen. He wants us to be cheerful in every area of life. Can I get an amen tonight? Now, what is it that brings joy and cheer in our life? I've already said that that joy and joy and cheerfulness are the fruit of the Spirit, and we know that. But there are some things that we can see in the Word of God, and I'm going to give you three things tonight that, uh, that will cause you, if you will just get a hold of this tonight and receive this, that will cause you to be cheerful in your walk with the Lord and cheerful in life. All right? And the first one is this. Cheerfulness of heart comes by having your sins forgiven, all right? Now, this is, this is a simple message, all right? But, but, it, but, it, but it's true. I found out, you know, the, the, Paul talked about the, to the Corinthian church and said, I'm, I'm, I'm worried about you because Satan, that Satan has beguiled you away from the simplicity that's in Christ. Sometimes we want to get real, real, real deep in the Word and, and, and all this. And, and, and listen, the Word of God is simple. And if we'll just follow the simple 
simple principles of the Bible and apply them to our lives, it will bring an effect. It will have an effect on our life and we'll see results. Amen? But the forgiveness of sin, cheerfulness of heart will come when we know that our sins have been forgiven. Look with me at Matthew chapter 9 and verse 2. It says this, And behold, they brought to Jesus a man sick of the palsy lying on a bed. And Jesus, seeing their faith, said to the sick of the palsy, Listen, son, be of good cheer, thy sins be forgiven thee. You all are, are familiar with this story. I've preached on it before. But it's the story where um, Jesus was there in the house preaching. The place was packed. And there was a crowd all around. People were trying to, looking in the windows. And here these four men brought their friend who was, who was a paralytic. He was paralyzed. And they brought him on a bed, on a stretcher. And they couldn't get into where Jesus was because of the crowd. And so they went up on the roof. You all know the story. And they, they uncovered a place in the roof, put some ropes on his bed. Now this is faith, folks. This is faith. And they let him down. And they let him down through the roof, through the ceiling, right in front of Jesus and where Jesus was standing there preaching. And the Bible said that when Jesus saw their faith, he said to the sick of the palsy. Now, now remember this. This guy has come for healing, hasn't he? He's come because he's paralyzed. His friends have brought him because they've heard that the healer is in the house and the power of the Lord's present to heal and people are receiving healing so they bring him there to be healed but Jesus knew something about this man um, that was that was that was in his heart Jesus knew that what he needed more than healing was he needed his sins forgiven and so Jesus first dealt with his spiritual condition before he dealt with his physical condition we need to get a hold of that Amen? That Jesus wants to heal bodies, but he would, first of all, wants to deal with our spiritual condition and make sure our hearts are where they need to be with the Lord and our hearts are right with God. And so Jesus didn't immediately heal the, the paralytic, but he said to him, listen, he said, Son, what? Be of good cheer. Now, now here, here this guy, you know, what's he got to be happy about? Here Jesus is trying to give him some happiness and some cheer. Jesus is telling him, cheer up, my brother. What's that old song? Live in the sunshine. Amen. And, and, and so Jesus is saying, hey, cheer up, man. There's no need for you to be so down and out. Cheer up just a little bit. What have I, I can imagine this guy thinking, what have I got to be happy about? Everybody He's got to carry me everywhere. I can't walk anywhere. Don't you know the condition I'm in? But Jesus then tells him there's a reason for him to be cheerful. And there's something that's taking place right now in his life that, that he can be cheerful and happy about. And that is, he said, be of good cheer. Why? Your sins are forgiven you. Oh, listen to me, child of God. Listen to me, saints of God, tonight. If there's one thing that I've got to be happy about tonight, that brings cheer to my heart and cheer to my life is knowing that I've been to the Lord Jesus and he's washed my sins away and that I'm forgiven and that I'm saved tonight. Amen? Oh, that will make you happy. 
when, when, when circumstances are not like they should be and when that mountain isn't moved and that, that Red Sea doesn't part and that answer doesn't seem to come, there's one thing tonight. If you are a child of God and you know that your name is written in the Lamb's book of life and you know that you've had your sins forgiven, you can be of good cheer. That's the only thing you need to know tonight to make you happy, to make you glad, to make you shout, in order to make you jump up and down, in order to make you want to run around the church, to know that I am on my way to heaven and I'm saved by the blood of Jesus Christ. We'll be of good cheer, a cheerful heart. Hallelujah is a good medicine. So those sins forgiven gives us a happy heart. Remember when, remember when Jesus sent the, he sent the 12 apostles out, the disciples out, gave them power to heal the sick, cast out devils, told them to go out and preach the gospel. And they went out on a healing and preaching campaign. And then he chose 70 others. 70 more. And he gave them power and authority over devils and to heal sicknesses and told them to go out and preach the kingdom of God. And he said, freely you've received, freely given. And you remember those 70 went out and they had a pretty good evangelistic campaign. And they came back, they came back to Jesus and man, they were shouting the victory. They were so happy. They were so excited. And Jesus said, what are y'all so excited about? And they said, well, Lord, they said, even the devils are subject to us in yes. your name. Yes. Oh, we, we, you know what they were telling him. We've been out there. We've been out there running into demon-possessed people, and we just use your name in Jesus' name. Come out of them. And the devils would come out. We've laid hands on the sick in your name, Jesus, and said, be healed. And the sick were healed. Lord, we, we've got so, oh, it's so exciting. That's why we're so happy. And Jesus said to them, well, that's all good, and that's fine and dandy. But he said this. He said, don't rejoice. He said, I give you power over all the power of the enemy. I give you power to tread on serpents and to tread on scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing will by any means harm you. But he said, don't rejoice that the devils are subject to you. That may be a good thing, and it is. We've got power. Oh, we've got power over the enemy. But he said, you rejoice. If you're going to shout, if you're going to be happy, if you're going to rejoice, if you're going to be cheerful, then rejoice because your names are written down in heaven. Rejoice because your name's in the Lamb's book of life. Woo! You know what? I can be a little bit down, a little bit discouraged. And I know y'all think I don't never get that way. <laughs> you think I'm like this all the time. Woo! I wish that was the case. But I can be a little bit down, a little bit discouraged and, and get up and go into the prayer closet, go into my prayer room and uh, maybe can't feel anything. Anybody ever pray and can't feel anything? And uh, I can go in there and just begin to pray and to talk to the Lord. And here's the thing. I just begin to thank Him that He's forgiven me. And I thank Him that I'm saved. 
Oh, I thank Him. There isn't anything greater that you can thank Him and praise Him for other than that you've been born again. You've been saved. I thank Him that I'm His son, that I'm His child, that He loves me. And I thank Him because my name is written in heaven. So many times I'll say, Lord, I want to thank You that You took Your great big old pen and dipped it in the blood of Jesus and wrote Ricky Carl Hensley in the Lamb's Book of Life. And one of these days I'm going to stand before You, Lord, and the book of life's going to be open and you're going to run down through those names and you're going to say, there you are. Ricky Hensley's in there. Enter into the joy of the Lord. I'm going to tell you what, when I get to thinking about that, all the devils has got to run and hide. Hallelujah. The gloom dissipates. The sadness has to go. The discouragement has to leave. I have some good cheer that comes into my heart. Why? Because I know my sins are forgiven me. Come on. Give the Lord a praise if your sins are washed away. Woo. I'm glad I'm saved tonight. Anybody glad you're saved tonight? That's why we can have so much fun because we're not going to hell anymore. We're on, amen. We're on the road to heaven. We're not going to hell. Amen. Hallelujah. But Jesus has saved our soul. That will give you some good cheer. That song, you know, we, we sing every once in a while. It says, when I think about the Lord, how He saved me, how He raised me, how He filled me with the Holy Ghost, how He's healed me to the uttermost. When I think about the Lord, how He picked me up and turned me around and how He set my feet on solid ground. What's the rest of it say? It makes me want to what? Shout! Hallelujah! Why? Because when I think about what the Lord's done for me, it gives me good cheer. It's a good medicine. It picks me the best pick-me-up that you can have. Thank God we don't need Jack Daniels and Jim Beam. Praise God. We don't need Bud Light and Coors. Come on, somebody. We got something better than that. I don't need a shot of, 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 of alcohol to give me some joy. I've got, I've got I'm drunk on the Holy Ghost. I'm full of the Holy Ghost. I'm under the influence of the Holy Ghost. Woo! Man, I tell you. I was just going to give a little Bible talk tonight. Now I'm done feeling good. Woo, hallelujah. Cheerfulness comes from the knowledge of sins forgiven. But number two, Cheerfulness is also achieved when you realize that Christ is present with you in the midst of your storm. You know, just a few weeks ago, I preached on this. Remember the fourth watch of the night sermon? And in, uh, in Matthew's gospel, it records it. We preached it out of Mark, but Matthew records it as well. But Jesus had fed the multitudes and he sent the, he, he sent the disciples into the boat, constrained them to get in the boat to go to the other side while he sent the multitudes away. And he sends the multitudes away and Jesus goes up into the mountain to pray. And he's up there all night in prayer. 
And the disciples are out on the, on the sea. You know, you know the story. Remember it? And, and a great windstorm comes up. And the Bible said that the winds were contrary. And uh, there's been several people that's told me that the thing that they remembered about that fourth watch of the night sermon was that the disciples in that storm, they weren't making any headway. But what they do? They just kept rowing. They just kept rowing. They wouldn't drop those oars. They wouldn't give up. But they're in that storm. And they've been in a storm before. But Jesus was there on board. They just ran to the back of the boat and said, Lord, don't you care that we perish? He jumped up, ran to the front, you know, and said, peace be still, took care of the whole thing. But Jesus ain't there. They're in this boat all by themselves. It's nighttime. It's dark. That wind's blowing. Those waves are beating in. They're trying their best to get to the other side, but they're not making any headway. And they are afraid and they're fearful and, 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 and it doesn't look look good for the disciples. But just about that time, in the fourth watch of the night, and here's the thing, in the fourth watch of the night, the Bible said Jesus came to them walking on the water. Amen? Oh, I preached a message one time on that, and, and on Jesus walking on the water, and on Peter walking on the water, and the message was what's over your head is under his feet. Amen. You need to get a hold of that tonight because what's over your head is under Jesus' feet. He's got your situation under control. There is no storm too bad. There is no storm and no, no storm too dark, but Jesus will bring you through. But here he comes walking on the water to them in the middle of the night, in the fourth watch of the night. And they thought it was a ghost and they cried out for fear. And what was it Jesus said? Don't be afraid. Be of good cheer. It is I. Be not afraid. In the middle of the storm, that's the word that Jesus is speaking to you tonight. And there may be somebody here in this service tonight that you may be going through a difficult time and may be going through a storm of life. But can I tell you the word that Jesus is saying to you is this. Don't be discouraged. Don't be despondent. Don't stop rowing. Don't give up. Don't quit. Amen. What, you, what do I need to do, Lord? You just need to be of good cheer. Cheer up. Cheer up. Because I'm here and I'm going to take care of. See, when you know that Jesus Jesus is with you in the storm and you know that he's with you in all of the trials and the tests of life and you know that he's never going to leave you or forsake you oh the devil will come to you and the devil will say well you know the Lord's not there and the Lord's not going to help you this time and the Lord's not going to be with you in this but I'm telling you what you need to just raise your hands and begin to praise the Lord because you have his promise that he will never leave you he will never forsake you but he said I am with you always even until the end of the age you can be of good cheer amen the best way to come through the storm is to come through it praising the Lord Woo, hallelujah because he's with you he's there look at Isaiah 43 with me Isaiah 43 mm-mm-mm-mm does anybody have the assurance tonight that Jesus is with you in the storm? Somebody said, well, I ain't going through no storm. <laughs> well, enjoy it. Enjoy it. Because there's, listen, everybody 
is either in a storm, coming out of a storm, or headed to a storm. Amen. Now, I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't want to throw any cold water on you tonight. Amen. But just because you are not in a storm tonight doesn't mean you won't be in one by tomorrow. Oh, well, you're preaching negative now. No, I'm not preaching negative. I'm just letting you know. But here's the thing. Does it matter? Does it matter if you go through a storm, a spiritual storm or trial tomorrow? No, it doesn't matter. Why? Because you know the Lord says, I'm there. Be of good cheer. It's I. It's I. I'm here with you. Be not afraid. Amen? Oh, hallelujah. Where was I? Isaiah 43. Listen to this. Fear not. Isaiah 43, verse 1. Fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by your name. Woo, he knows who you are. You are mine. And that's something you need to learn to tell the devil when he's, when he's harassing you and oppressing you and lying to you and telling you what he's going to do to you. You need to learn to tell the devil. Let me tell you one thing, old Slewfoot. I've got news for you. I am redeemed by the blood of Jesus. I am not my own, and I sure enough don't belong to you, devil. I am the Lord's. I belong to him. He said, open that Bible up to Isaiah 43. Point it right to the devil's face and say, see there? He said, I, you are mine. I have called you by your name. And he said in verse 2, when you pass through the waters... I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow you. And when you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned. Neither shall the flame kindle upon you. Come on, somebody. I believe that's what Shadrach and Meshach and Abednego was standing on that verse when old Nebuchadnezzar put them in the fiery furnace. Well, you know, you know, Shadrach, the Bible, Isaiah said, that we'd walk through the fire and not be burned. So we're going to stand for the Lord. Hallelujah. I want you to know something tonight. You may go through the fire, but there's the fourth man that will go in the furnace with you. Jesus will be there to bring you out every single time if you will just trust in him. There's nothing to fear. Nothing to be afraid of. He said, the waters will not overflow you. The fire will not burn you. In other words, I'm bringing you through it. Hallelujah. What's that old song that says, some through the fire, some through the flood, all through great sorrow, or some through the, how's it go? All, some through great sorrow, but all through the blood. Amen, I probably got that wrong, but anyway, that's, that's why we're all going to go through something. But if we've gone already come through the blood and we're covered by the blood, everything's going to be all right. Come on, say amen. amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So you can be cheerful in the storm. If you're in a storm night, take your medicine. Get cheered up. A merry heart. Praise the Lord. I don't feel like praising the Lord. We ain't never said you was going to feel like it. Amen? 
That's when it's a sacrifice. That's when it really means something. Amen? Anybody can praise God when they're feeling good. Anybody can praise God when the sun is shining. But he wants you to be of good cheer and praise the Lord when it isn't shining. Amen? Paul's on that ship with 276 men. And for two weeks they've been in a storm that that it looks like it's going to take all of their lives. And all of those sailors on there had given up hope. They all knew they were going to die. But Paul had been in touch with the Lord and Paul stands up there and what does he say to them? I mean that boat's rocking this way and that and the waves are beating at them and Paul says, hey everybody listen, be of good cheer, be of good cheer for there stood by me this night an angel of the Lord whom I am, of whom I am and who I serve and he said, fear not, Paul, everything is gonna be all right. We can be of good cheer even in the midst of the storm. Woo! Mm, hallelujah. So number three. All right? I'm trying to cheer everybody up. Taking your medicine tonight. Merry heart. Number three. Cheerfulness is achieved when we're not afraid of this world of this world. This world is your enemy, the world system. The Bible says for us not to love the world. He said, marvel not that the world hates you. Jesus said, the world hated me. The world's going to hate you too. Amen? So we just will get used to that. We're not trying to appease the world. But Jesus said this. And we talk about the world. We're talking about the world system that is under the control of the powers of darkness. That world system, you know, is our enemy. It's opposed to us. We'll try to destroy and defeat us. But Jesus said in John 16, 33, He said this. He said, These things I have spoken to you that in me you might have peace. Oh, hallelujah. In the world you shall have tribulation. Well, you know, that's the way that Jesus said that. Anybody that tells you once you get saved, it's going to be a bed of roses, and you're never going to have a trial, and you're never going to have a problem, they're lying to you. They're not telling you the truth. Because Jesus said, in the world you shall have tribulation. But notice this. It didn't stop there. But he said, but be of good cheer. Be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. See, I love that verse of Scripture because Jesus is warning us, warning His disciples about the tribulation and the, t- the, tr- the hard times that are coming in the world. But listen to me. Jesus said, don't worry about it. I've given you peace, and I have already overcome the world. See, this is the victory. Why, you know how, how I, you and I, can be world overcomers? Do you know how you and I can defeat the powers of darkness on a daily basis? You know how we can do that? Because Jesus has already defeated it. Jesus has already won the battle. Jesus has already fought. He's not just won the battle. He's won the war. Amen. He's won the war. He has already defeated the powers of darkness at the cross of Calvary. The Bible says in Colossians 2.15 that Jesus spoiled principalities and powers. 
and made a show of them openly, triumphing over them in the cross. There was something that took place at the cross that the devil doesn't want us to know about. Number one, yes, our sins were all atoned for. But there was something else that happened when Jesus paid the sin debt and took away the legal right for all who will accept the sacrifice of Christ and have their sins washed away. Jesus, through His death, took away Satan's legal right to have any control or authority at all in your life whatsoever. Now, the devil doesn't want you to know that. He doesn't want you to know that he cannot control you. But if you belong to Jesus, you need to, you need to be aware of this fact and let the enemy know that, that, that Jesus has already defeated the powers of darkness and already overcome the world. He spoiled principalities and powers and made an open show of them and triumphed over them in the cross. Satan is defeated. It was there at the cross where Jesus, you know, Satan bruised the heel, pierced the heel of the Son of God. But in the piercing of that heel, Jesus Christ crushed the head. Oh, he crushed the head of Oslufud. He crushed the head of that serpent. And everything, you know, any, every way that the enemy can manipulate or defeat you would be through deceit. And you need to understand, and that's why I preach on it a lot, because I want you to know, I want us to be reminded of on a continual basis that 2,000 years ago, when Jesus shed his blood on the cross, that he stripped Satan of his power, he stripped him of his authority. Jesus said one time, he said, a strong man, when a strong man is armed, he keeps his palace and his goods are in peace until the stronger than he comes upon him. And then he goes in and spoils his house and strips him of his armor. Jesus was telling his disciples, that strong man is Satan, but I'm here and I'm the stronger than the strong man and I'm going to strip him of his power and his authority and spoil his house. He is defeated. Be of good cheer. You don't have to be afraid of the devil. You don't have to be afraid of the world system. We have nothing to be afraid of. There's going to be tribulation. There's going to be trials. But be of good cheer. Jesus has already won the victory and already overcome the world. Give him a hand clap of praise. Woo! Oh, hallelujah. 1 John 3 and 8, I believe it is, says, For this purpose was the Son of God manifested, that He might destroy the works of the devil. That word destroy, I think I mentioned a couple of weeks ago, but that word destroy means to undo. Among other things, it means to undo or to unloose. So everything that the devil's done, everything that he did through the fall of Adam, Jesus came to undo it at Calvary. The, the, the second man, the last Adam, the second man Adam, Jesus, came and undone everything, undid everything that the first Adam messed up. So you, as a believer, are working tonight, standing in the victory, working from a place of victory. You're not in defeat trying to obtain victory. You're standing in Jesus Christ. 
more than a conqueror through Christ more than a conqueror, overcoming by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of your testimony. Are you hearing me? And the devil needs to know that you're not backing up and you're not giving in and you're not quitting. Amen? You're not going to do it. Why? Because Jesus said, be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. That's some good medicine tonight. That'll make your heart happy. That'll make your heart merry. Come on, give the Lord a praise. Amen? Amen. Oh, singers, musicians, come on back to the, to the platform tonight. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. I've preached myself happy tonight. Glory to God. Amen. Anybody else happy tonight? Are you of good cheer? Are you of good cheer? Woo! Hallelujah. I'm of good cheer tonight. Be of good cheer. Amen. Somebody says, well, Brother Rick, you don't know what I'm going through. You don't know what I'm facing. No, I probably don't. But I do know what the Bible says. And I do know the promises of God. And if Jesus says that we can be joyful, and He says we can be cheerful, and He says that this, that being full of joy and cheer will be medicine to our bodies, to our spirits, to our minds, then oh, that's, that's the medicine I want. I, I, I want to OD on it tonight. Come on, somebody. <laughs> I want to OD on it. I want a triple dose of it. Praise God. I don't want just the prescribed dosage. I want all of the cheer that I can get. I want all of God's medicine that I can handle tonight because I know it will do me good and it will do you good tonight. Amen? You ought to have the best week this week that you've had in a long time. Praise God. Just go around praising the Lord thanking the Lord. Amen. Oh, Paul and Silas beaten and thrown in that Philippian jail. They had every right in the world to complain. They had every right in the world to mumble and grumble and, 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 and bellyache and all of that. But no, at midnight it said that Paul and Silas began to have some good cheer. They began to sing praises to God. They began to worship the Lord. And when they did, I'm telling you what, hallelujah, God couldn't handle all that praise and he just sent an earthquake and shook that old jailhouse and loosed them of their bonds and opened every prison door and set them free. The devil tried to stop the revival, but the jailer got saved and his whole family got saved because there was two men that said, we will be of good cheer no matter what's going our way. Let's stand tonight and worship the Lord. Woo! Praise God. Ah, here we are. It's crazy Pentecostals. <laughs>